In the following live session recording, Landry Holmes, manager of LifeWay Kids Publishing with LifeWay Christian Resources, leads the session entitled VBS, It's Worth It. Is Vacation Bible School a program with a long legacy that just needs to be put out to the proverbial pasture? Is it really worth all the time, energy, and money? In this session, the listener will hear the truth about VBS and be exposed to the myths that keep churches from effectively reaching their community with the gospel message through VBS. You'll be encouraged by the latest research, which clearly shows VBS is not just a program to save, but to keep and cherish as a vibrant and effective tool to reach our communities for Christ. Let's join Landry now. So, um, is it worth it? <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about VBS today, and uh, I'm cranking up the screen while I do that. I'm going to give you uh, my business card that has my information on it. Or it's a paint chip if you need to paint your house. Um, but it has my mobile number on there, so you can text me. Just not while we're talking today, but you can text me or call me or email me. Um, but we're, what we're talking about today, of course, is BBS, and, and I noticed somebody had already had a copy of the book, It's Worth It. And um, I'll talk a minute about, about that, but the information for this uh, came from the work that we did for, for, that, for that book. So I want you to think about, uh, while I'm, well, let's see. If I tell you to think about this while I'm telling my story, you might not be listening, but you know, you're adults, so you can do what you want to. We all have a VBS story, and I'm going to ask you at some point to, to think about your story. But when I think about, about my story, story um, I have a, there's a brief snapshot in my mind, because uh, it was a long time ago, and I was a preschooler, and I don't know how old I was, but uh, I was uh, standing outside. It was in the summer, standing outside Second Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, in their old, old location. And uh, my dad was, I don't remember his exact title, but he was an associate pastor and uh, did, did VBS. And, and I'm standing out there, I remember it's hot. Oh, I don't even remember it's hot. All I remember is a snapshot. So snapshots don't have temperature, do they? Or smells or anything. But it's a snapshot in my mind. I'm standing out there, I'm not sure and we did, I guess we didn't do VBS for my age because I didn't get to stay. <coughs> but I'm standing out there. I remember my dad, coat and tie, you know, in the summer. Corpus Christi, Texas is on the coast, at the Gulf of Mexico. So, I mean, I'm, but back then, that's what you did. And uh, so I remember that. And I remember he gave me one of the little attendance pins. Y'all remember those? So I was just so proud of that. That's, that's kind of it. That's that just that one snapshot is my first memory of VBS, and I wasn't even attending. Yeah, but I grew up going to, to VBS and um, um, taught VBS or helped in VBS when I was a teenager, like many teenagers do. And um, but you know, here's uh, there was another. So when I was a teenager, I have another memory, and that's it right there. Um, I was probably 16 years old. I had hair when I was 16 years old. You can't really see it because in the shadows, but I'm really proud of the fact I did have, I did have 1970s hair. And um, 
That yes, that is a glass beehive. I don't know why they asked me to bring my glass beehive to, to VBS. I don't know if we had anything to do with God's crea creation of VBS, <laughs> but they asked me to bring it to church, and, and so uh, I brought it up there and talked about my the bees. I used to be a beekeeper. I'm not. That was back when I was in high school and uh, helped earn my way to college. And I needed, a, but and I needed a science project that I could get a real good grade on because it was in a science class I was not making a real good grade on. So, made that glass beehive. But that's another memory, another snapshot that I have. So, um, again, I don't know how it fit in with the curriculum, but you know, we were able to talk about. I'm sure talk about God's busy, buzzing, fuzzy creatures that uh, uh, that day. So you know, we all have stories, and so. What I'd like for you to do is, there's a little space on your handout. It's just jot down some things in your story. I know that you don't, you know, you don't have to wax eloquently. This is not going to be printed anywhere. Nobody's going to see it. But I'd like for you to just jot down your your VBS story. And your VBS story may be, may be last year, maybe this past summer. It may be, uh, you don't have a VBS story yet. But I'd like for you to just jot down your VBS story. <laughs> Anybody want to share your VBS story? Yes, ma'am. Oh, well, I don't really have, a, I guess, a story. Um, I re My first recollection of VBS, I was a small child, and I was not in a church family, but was at a VBS, and I remember making a guitar. We were studying... David's musical instruments, and so we were making a guitar out of a cigar box. <laughs> and I just, I remember that, and I don't know if that's why, but ever since uh, when I got older and I got saved and I got involved in working in BBS, I have worked crafts for 20 plus years. Do you still use cigar boxes? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make cigar boxes anymore? No, but if you can buy, uh, buy them at, um, Yard sales and whatnot, if you can get an old one, they're worth money. <laughs> I bet they are. Do you still have your guitar? No. <laughs> the pencil boxes that look like the cigar boxes do they make yeah. plastic pencil boxes nowadays. Mm. See, that's back in the day when you had big sheaf tablets and pipe cleaners were pipe cleaners and not Chanel stems. And yes. They really were pipe cleaners. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm showing my age, aren't I? Anybody else have a story they want to share? You're from the 70s, right? Well, I was, yeah, I was a teenager in the 70s. I graduated in 79. So did I. Aww. Wow. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, how about that? Okay, we better keep going. We could just be talking about <laughs> 70s. Yes. My story is more, I don't know this is bad. It may not be a good example. But my husband's a pastor, and we've pastored a lot of small churches. And every church we've been in, we walk in the door, and then, Bible schools handed to me <laughs> and everybody's like I've done it you know and so oh. my, mine is more on this almost the burden I feel every mm. year getting that really to be honest that's the honest truth I mean I mm. see the rewards in the end but right. that initial burden is my first when I hear Bible school I'm like <sighs> you, know, you start having initial. heart palpitations yeah, sweat sweaty feeling. palms that's the honest truth but then in the no, end I always am so thankful and glad and it's good but my initial mm. feeling of it is usually a panic well, if you're in charge of it, yeah, yeah that is. always. Do you know? And I, I teach most year. Well, but almost every year I get to teach. Lifeway is really generous for us and the kids. Um, oh, I didn't tell you who I am, did I? 
I work at Lifeway Christian Resources, by the way, uh, in the in kids ministry publishing. I lead I lead all the teams, all the publishing teams for babies through preteen, which includes one of our teams is Vacation Bible School team that I get to lead. And actually, in VBS, we go beyond, we go outside of our comfort zone, and, uh, comfort zone, our wheelhouse, and we do student and adult VBS in our, on our team. It's just all housed in the kids team. Uh, but all of a sudden, school curriculum, discipleship curriculum comes in the area that I, I get to. No, I don't write it all. I don't. I can't even read it all because of all the words that we put out. But I do work with some very talented folks that edit and design and do the do the graphic design. And so that's what I what I do. And one of the things that Lifeway lets us do in kids publishing and kids ministry area is teach VBS. So you still have to get your work done, but you know. So I I find myself as a teacher sometimes feeling that. Mm-hmm. That, that heart palpitations but once you know once I get past Wednesday no I mean once yeah. <laughs> once you know your children and you start working with them and teach it you know then then that a lot of times goes away and then um, but yeah I think that's kind of normal and it's not any different like I've directed a Bible school of a thousand I've directed a Bible school of 15 kids and it's not any different of a feeling right no matter the, that panic that's just mm-hmm. BBS thing with a panic and I think that's because you know it's worth it and how important yes. it is. You've got to yeah, give you it your best, right. and the church doesn't like right. okay. And you were going to share a story. Yeah. Um, it's not really about me. It's just an experience. Um, I had to write in my fourth year. I'm going into my eighth. So my fourth year, we had um, some visitors come and had a special needs child. And because we do big decorations. Mm-hmm. We're big decorations. I just, I just love it. I think it's just inviting. So we were doing submerged. So we had the walls covered in blue plastic. We had the lights draped in blue plastic. I mean, it was like we had we were under the sea. And that's the, his mom came up to me that year and said that is the only reason that they joined our church was because their son felt included and invited and comfortable as a special needs child wow. because of BBS. So. That just that we we think about is it worth it? Yeah, for that one family to find a place that their child felt welcomed, Mm -hmm. that was worth it. That's so good. That's what that's how we landed at First Baptist in Waynesboro when we first moved there. Was we have a special needs grandson we're raising and VBS. We went to VBS and they had a special needs ministry and so it was like. He fits in here, and and that that I think is a very underserved area in most churches. Mm-hmm. My daughter has autism, and when we moved back home to Millen, we started going back to Oak Hill because I grew up in that church, and she always cried wanting to stay with me. And the first year, when PBS was last year, not volunteered at it. And it was the first time ever that she felt comfortable to go to the class by herself. And I was surprised because in the past she would never went by herself. Means at least I may do something else instead of always being right there under her. Means it's a great learning experience trying to deal with the autism child and trying to do that separation. VBS is a, is, a, is a wonderful outreach mm-hmm. tool to the community because we get so many kids in there that mm-hmm. aren't churched any other time except oh, for a few weeks in the yeah. summer at all the different VBSs. Yeah. My son is 13 and he has autism. 
and he thinks he runs VBS. He does. He tells everybody what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And if the girls don't get the motions right and the words to the song right, he corrects them because he's got that that just memory where he just answers it like this. So and we are trying to use the special friends curriculum this coming year for the first time because we have noticed that there are a lot of um, people who don't come to church because they feel like their special needs child will not be welcome or taken care of or served yet. I had I know someone that is like that. It's like they want to go to church, but their grandson is a lot worse than my daughter. And it's like he can't stay still and don't worry about letting him go. Honey, our sits on the front row and talks to the pastor every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's really Sarah will come into the different um, churches and whatnot who started our special needs ministry and help um, anybody who wants to try to learn how to work with the special needs kids. And that's the beauty of VBS is for whether children are, have special needs or whether they're just, they don't go to church for whatever reason, VBS is kind of that, that low pressure entry yes. point uh-huh. where even as you'll, as you'll discover from some of the research that we did, as we discovered, parents are willing to send their church, their kids to church for VBS uh-huh. that they don't even go to. So thinking about our stories, uh, we did, Lifeway just, uh, not just, because, but recently, and we did a research project, and much of that research is in the book. It's worth it, and I'll be sharing some of that today. But here's part of the research we found out. American adults, not church, not necessarily, you know, church adults, but American adults that we surveyed, 60% remember going to BBS as a child. Now you think about that, you know, because a lot of times we think about how secular our society is and all the bad stuff going on, but 60% adults that we uh, polled said they remember attending BBS. And out of that, that six, you know, out of that 60%, or 6 out of 10, out of that 60%, 90%, 9 out of 10 remembered as a positive experience. Wow. A positive experience and so you know for those of you that, that they did go to BBS growing up chances are you went either because your immediate family went to that church or went to a church or extended family invited you or friends invited you uh, to uh, VBS so that's um, you know and last year no let's see what year are we in now yeah. So not this past, not this summer, but the summer before last, uh, I talked with a, a young uh, mother, and um, who that was her story. She, her her family did not. She didn't grow up in a in a in a. Um, her family went to a church that wasn't an evangelical church, so it wasn't a church that would do VBS and, and do that kind of thing. So, but a, a friend, she was like seven or eight years old. A friend invited her to VBS. One year she went to VBS as a child. Well, fast forward several years, she's married. Uh, at this point, she was um, uh, had had one child and uh, a preschooler, and she a believer. Um, but she that was her only story about VBS, and she's a grown adult now. And so she taught with me that year. She said, "I that was the only time I'd ever done VBS. I haven't." 
I mean, you know, so she had never taught in VBS. She had never, I think that she helped with the kickoff the year before because she was on the fellowship committee or something like that. <laughs> and it was so cool to be teaching with somebody that everything was new and fresh. And she saw the value of it because somebody cared enough about her as a little girl to bring her, to invite her and take her to VBS, even though her family didn't go, uh, didn't go to a church that had VBS or did, did anything like that. And, uh, it, and um, the neat thing was is we had a child in our class, let's see, it was children who fir finished first grade. And we had a, a girl in our class who uh, also, who was growing up, who is growing up from that same faith tradition that this lady had. And uh, so I thought, this is so cool, because she's about the same age, maybe a little younger than, than what this teacher was when somebody brought her. And here's this little friend that, that uh, we could relate to. I just thought that was really, really neat. So we did this research project um, where it was kind of, let me just kind of tell you, I won't give you the, the boring details because I can't even recite all this. I'm not a statistician. By the way, I, a member of our church, um, uh, well, I told you what my daytime job is. My weekend and Wednesday night job is I'm a, I'm a volunteer at church, preschool, children's ministry. I now it's preschool ministry, and and uh, but I've taught all ages, and my wife is is the uh, preschool minister at our church, so that's why a lot of what I do is in the preschool area. <laughs> um, but anyway, one of our preschool parents uh, is one of the statisticians at Lifeway, so it was kind of fun while we were doing this. We got to talk about the the research and. And we're still talking about the research, and this happened quite some time ago. Uh, but he can get all nerdy on me about about the research, and I just kind of nod my head, okay, oh, no, I don't have word, I don't know what you're saying. But uh, so I can't get nerdy on you, but I can tell you that the research was a very was the largest research based just on BBS that I'm aware of. I know Barna did some research some a few years ago, but uh, this one was three phases. So the first phase I just shared with you results from that. The first phase was all American adults. Um, the second phase then was, and it was surveys. The second one we did was what they call discussion boards where people sign up and it's a smaller group but they sign up and then there's a moderator who's a trained statistician who does, uh, somebody else on our team, not, not the same guy I was talking about, who does, who interacts with them and these are people who are like you and they're people in churches. And then uh, what we learned from that, we did our last, our third and final phase of the research was then to do another survey based on the things that we had heard. So the survey was with pastors and, and people in churches. So we started off with all American adults and then went to a few church leaders and then it broadened it to, to more people in the church. So that's an uh, extensive research project. <coughs> Not everything is in that book, but we uh, what I want to share with you are things to help you be able to go back home and help people understand how important BBS is. Um, I have a cousin. Uh, when I say I have cousins, people don't realize that, that my, you know, it's hard. I had to explain. My, some of my cousins could be my mother, almost. I mean, I do. I'm serious. They're, uh, my dad was the baby of eight children, and I'm the baby of my family. So I'm the baby of the baby, which means... There's not many in my age group who are my first cousins. I'm more in the second. Their second cousins are more clo are closer to my age than the first cousins. But this cousin, uh, she's at a small church in, in uh, Texas, and they decided BBS wasn't worth it, and so she volunteered, and she's not in good health, but she volunteered, and she directed it, but she said this year, you know, this, last year, this year she just couldn't, couldn't do it. So um, 
I gave her a copy of the book. <laughs> I just happened to have one at the family reunion. And <laughs> I just happened. And gave her a copy of the book and just encouraged her uh, because sometimes we just need to go back and, and encourage people. Uh, or sometimes I actually use some of this for brief training for our teachers that were getting ready to teach BBS this year in our church. I use some of this to just encourage them. So this could, some of this could be encouraging. A lot of uh, the slides aren't exactly the same, but a lot of this information uh, we have packaged uh, where you can you can use it yourself. It's got a little bit different handout and a little bit different slides, but it's a lot of the same information uh, that's free uh, online. You can just go to uh, lifeway.com slash it's worth it. No, you know, just all one word, no no apostrophe. Lifeway.com slash it's worth it. You'll have to give your information, a little bit of your information, and then you can download a free. It's It has the slides in different formats. It's got a handout and it has a conference plan, just a basic conference plan if you want to use it training some of your folks or if you need to meet with the finance committee and give them a presentation, you know, <laughs> sometimes. Um, finance committees are great, have great people but they have a lot of people in the church vying for budget funds so sometimes we have to help them see here's the value of VBS. So that's, uh, I want to just talk some more about about the um, about VBS and why it's worth it and one of the questions and I, I already alluded to this one of the things that you know that that you hear is well people don't come to VBS anymore it, you know it's old it's old school Will kids still come to VBS? Well, yes, they'll still come to VBS. In fact, 69% of these American parents said that they would send their child to VBS that they don't attend if somebody invites them. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's important for us to hang on that just a minute, on this, if they're invited by somebody, especially somebody they know. So in other words, I mean, it's good to publicize it. I know, you know, some churches, rent a billboard, you use Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use, Instagram, uh, put signs up in the grocery store. But what has the most results is actual people inviting people, inviting their neighbors, inviting their friends. And I find that in my church, a lot of it is children inviting their friends. Again, they'll come from other faith backgrounds, they'll come from no background at all, to VBS for some reason. Sometimes, I mean, parents still are looking for positive things for their children to do. And, you know, and I'm fine if they go to everybody's church because that just means they hear about Jesus more. Right. You know? Um, and so, you know, just like the lady I talked with, that's how she went to VBS is she was invited. Uh, so I thought that was really, that to me that was a, uh, it was kind of a surprise with the, with the research. And we came out with it before the book. We came out with some early report, an early report on it. And my pastor was preaching one Sunday, and he was trying to help people understand how important it is to invite people, you know, that personal uh, touch. And uh, so he said, "This is when I, I wanted. I wish he didn't see. I was actually sitting in the balcony because you know when you teach children, sometimes at preschoolers you come in late and you leave early. So because uh, service is in between. So I was sitting in the balcony." And he actually said, he came up with some percent that was wrong, like 85% or 80%. And, 
And uh, so he says, is that right, Landry? Well, I'm thinking, okay, I don't remember where the percent is, but I just went like this. That's good. He thought I meant higher. <laughs> so he said, so 90%. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, <laughs> that's not it, but that's okay. It's a lot of people. Um, so as we think about it, is it worth it to have VBS? I mean, aren't there other good things we could do? So sometimes when I talk to churches and talk to folks, you know, they may be doing some other things to reach their communities. And, and I say, that's good if you do that, but let's make sure what you're doing has the same impact or greater impact than VBS. Or maybe you're doing something and you just don't call it VBS. I talked to a lady at a church at multi-sites and they didn't do VBS. One site actually did VBS this year, but they didn't do VBS. And I, but she told me what they did and I said, so really you're doing the things that VBS does. You don't call it VBS, it's, you know, it's, it's a different, different package differently, but you're still doing the kinds of things you do at VBS. And, and that, and, and like VBS offers an opportunity, it's, it's uh, comprehensive, because you've got five days or a weekend, whatever it is, but you've got a concentrated time to share the gospel, disciple kids. It's intensive because of this, you know, you, you, you just pack it all in, in in a few days, and it's intentional. Everything you do is intentional. And, and so if you're doing something else instead of VBS to reach your community, does, is it comprehensive and intensive? Is it intentional? If it's just a one-day event where they just come and have fun and get a brochure about the church, it doesn't do the same thing as VBS. Nothing wrong with those events. Nothing wrong at all. But it can't replace something like VBS. Um, and sometimes, you know, we're faced with the question, well, can you call it something else? Some churches call it something else, but they still do VBS. Um, we discovered through our research if, that, that VBS, and I go back to this 69%, VBS Vacation Bible School is still such a recognized brand, if you will, for unchurched people that I'm afraid for us to change the name. Unless the church knows their context and changes it. But as far as for Lifeway to say, okay, we're not going to call it VBS anymore. Um, well, for one thing, y'all would be fussing at us. But another thing, not y'all, but you know, your friends. And, <laughs> and, but another thing, it's recognized. So if you replace the name, you've got to replace it with something, a brand that people recognize. So someday maybe that name will need to be changed. But from our research, it tells us, no, it's not the time to do it, unless that church does it in their context. Okay, so, yes. Question. No question stupid in here. Names, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point in my life, I skipped from being a child to being an adult, and most of, I don't know, I have no memory, but I did. <laughs> And it's a good thing, <laughs> but how it just kind of sticks with me. It's like, when did it like be? When did it get? Um, I can't think of the word. When did it go from Vacation Bible School to like VBS, which I mean, um, abbreviated? Uh, and I'm thinking, what year did that happen? I don't know. I think it's just uh, my brain that comes up with stupid stuff. Now that's a great question, but I have no idea. I don't, but do, you, do you remember that it did? Because it's yeah. not, it used to be Bible school. I think we just got tired of writing so, it out. I don't know. And then it's like when my child got bigger, it was like, well, I'm sorry, I can't help you, but that, anybody know the answer to that? It's when we started singing Say Yes to VBS. Is that when it was? <laughs> you did have to bring that song up now. We're going to be stuck in our head. I'm going to be around singing that today. <laughs> okay, so 
the question today and the question that, that our folks sometimes are asking, especially when we say, hey, we need to, you to bring paper towel rolls and all that stuff, <laughs> is it worth to continue VBS? So, so let's start first with the problem before we answer that question, is VBS worth still doing? So here's, um, and there's, there's some fill in the blanks that, that are on your handout if you want to fill those in, but um, here's the deal is we are in crisis in our country. We are in a crisis. We're, it's a twofold crisis, and part of that crisis is the crisis of evangelism. So we're in a twofold crisis. First one is a, the first part of that is the crisis of evangelism. Now this is from earlier research, not from the same VBS research, but according to, to uh, Lifeway Research, 48% of us are not inviting people to church. You know, it used to be that, you know, well, I'm, now I haven't shared my faith lately, but I have invited somebody to church. 48% of us, almost 50% of us, are not sharing our faith and 61% of us I mean are not inviting people and 61% of us don't share our faith so in other words the crisis of evangelism is churches now I'm not talking about necessarily your church because your church may be doing a great job and I'm not really talking about you necessarily because you may be doing a great job but as a whole the American church is not doing a good job reaching our communities for the gospel I mean I know my church is not doing as good a job as it needs to do in reaching the community. I mean, I know I'm not doing as good a job as I need to do in my neighborhood. Churches are not doing a good job reaching me. So that is part of the problem that we have today. Uh, we have a twofold crisis, the crisis of evangelism, but there's also the crisis of loneliness. The mm -hmm. crisis of loneliness. And really when you think about it, the two kind of go together. But here's the thing is that kids today are uh, they're known as uh, Gen Z or the iGen. They're digital natives. They've never known a world without smartphones or the internet. Uh, they and they're on their phones. They're on their tablets. They're on their gaming devices. Which, in moderation, that's not a bad thing. But they're you know you think about older kids, preteens at your church photographing their food, their friends themselves. You know mm -hmm. selfies. Uh, posting everything going on in their lives without actually living their lives. Because I know adults like that too. Sometimes adults are worse than kids. Um, they're more concerned, sometimes we are, about followers and likes than we are about true relationships. You know, think about all the friends you have on Facebook. I don't even know most of those people. <laughs> They, you know, today we text or Snapchat. Kids do more than the call on the phone or see each other in person. They watch Netflix or YouTube videos, which, by the way, aren't regulated like even TV and movies are, more than they participate in real-life events, in real-life experiences, and with real people in social relationships. And so what does that make kids today, and what does that make us as adults? It makes us lonely. We have all this way to stay connected, but we're lonely because we don't have real relationships. Um, and I'm talking as a whole. But, I, but research says, not Lifeway research, but other research said, tells us how lonely we are as a society. And so kids and teens, however, research tells us that kids and teens who have Christian friendships at church are healthier, have healthier spiritual lives as adults. So think about it. kids and teens who have a Christian friendship at church, Christian friendships at church, have healthier spiritual lives as adults. 
So VBS can provide the opportunity to meet and develop friendships through fun and real life experiences. What we just shared about children with special needs, why do you think VBS is that place where they can experience those relationships and those fun through real life experiences? It's because just what VBS is about, how VBS is. But also, you know, um, I was sharing this with, with somebody who'd recently, who'd recently moved at that time to a new city, new state, in a, in a really big church, and they hadn't started um, school. I don't think they had started school yet. And they had they have four boys, and one of them, one of their boys is, you know, an introvert. And the first friend he met was at church in VBS mm -hmm. and became a good friend. So again, so, so it really is a place for children to develop friendships and relationships with adults, with teenagers, with, with other kids. And so, you know, kids and teens who connect with godly men and women at church can have healthy spiritual lives into adulthood. So here's the thing is that God didn't create us to be lonely. You know, you think about Adam. You think about how Genesis says, and he was lonely, and God made Eve. And God made us to live in community. He made us to live. To, you look at the New Testament church. I mean, of all the groups of people that could that have reasons not to gather together, I mean, their leader just died, was crucified, was killed. And yet, that church grew. The church grew and grew and grew because God designed us to live in community. Look at Acts 2, uh, the end of Acts 2, where it talks about how they gathered together in community. So they're, you know, they're... Here's the thing about VBS. There's very few times in our churches now in the rhythm of our churches that uh, provide a whole week of human interaction, real-life interaction, multi-generational interaction. I mean, from babies all the way to senior adults, teenagers, school-age children, preschoolers, babies, for the sake of the kingdom of God. So, you know, used to be in our church rhythm in church we'd have a spring revival and a fall revival VBS and, and you know you'd have these week long experiences but most churches today they only have VBS and some of them are giving up on that and that's the end VBS even with the it's in early days when I was a kid back in the 70s uh, when I was a kid late 60s and 70s you know back then you know you, you had a whole week of of revival mm -hmm. and or sometimes we went through a period of time where they weren't revival, they were crusades. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you brought in somebody who would do children's night and you had youth night and you had this intensive week. We don't do that anymore, much anymore. But we still can do VBS. People still come to VBS. And um, it is a time where the whole church can come together. So it's not just kids. It's not just uh, preschoolers. It's not just the teachers. It can The whole church can find a way to support VBS. Maybe it's a prayer team. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, they might not be able to serve that week, but they are involved, they give to it, they pray for it. And so, uh, the crisis of loneliness, of course, God wants us to be in community. So, we have this timeless solution, the crisis that we as churches, individuals find ourselves in, the twofold crisis of evangelism and of uh, loneliness, that we find ourselves in, I believe that we have a timeless situation, a, a timeless solution because it's not really new. When you think about it, Jonah resisted and got on a boat rather than going to Nineveh to share about God. 
Judas chose 30 pieces of silver over Jesus' eternal mission. So people still need to hear God's redemptive plan of Jesus, just like they always have. And Jesus, though, declares, and y'all know this verse, you've probably quoted it, that the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, the Lord of the, therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. And I heard, I overheard somebody talking earlier before we got started about having a hard time getting volunteers. I don't know if you're talking about VBS or what you're talking about, but I know sometimes it's really hard, and we'll talk about that in in a, in a few minutes. But the point is, is that the harvest is is still very abundant, just like it was in Jesus' day. It's just that he needs us to go out. So the crisis of evangelism is rooted in history. But, you know, the, the, the reality of individual loneliness is also not just a 21st century, mid-21st century. What, are we in the mid-21st century yet? But anyway, we're still in the early 21st century, aren't we? I can remember when it was year two, Y2K. You remember Y2K? Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, let's don't go there. Neither, <laughs> but um, you know, you think about loneliness was is not a con- only re- only reserved for us today. I already mentioned one, Adam. Adam was alone in the Garden of Eden. Elijah felt isolated on Mount Horeb. Jesus experienced ultimate loneliness when he hung on that cross and he cried out. His last words. Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? But you know what? Because of Jesus' horrific moment of complete and absolute loneliness, we don't have to have be lonely. We don't have to ever be alone. Now, because of Christ, because of his sacrifice, and the crisis is averted. Well, VBS, I want to give you a little, little history here. Um, uh, about VBS, and that is that VBS began in a moment of crisis, not too different from the one we face today, from the twofold crisis of evangelism and loneliness that we face today. Uh, churches needed to spread the gospel, and individuals longed for a meaningful community. So this, there, there are uh, different. Um, you'll 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 read about different people that they say started VBS. I think that the person who really started the VBS, that founded the VBS, is more, more closely assemble, uh, resembles what we do today, and and is Virginia Hawes. She was a godly woman, and she noticed the problem and did something about it. I think she was probably a go-getter, a tenacious woman. I didn't know her. It was, uh, you know, in the late 1800s. But <laughs> she began searching for a solution. Here's the thing: is that she was in New York City on the East Side. And she observed that, you know, when the public schools weren't in session, that uh, the streets and open squares uh, swarmed with, I love this, idle and unruly children. (laughs) Some kids have never changed, have they? (laughs) And so she began, in 1898, she started uh, what's been known as the most prominent precursor of today's VBS. Again, there were some other things, other... Uh, things that we later attribute VBS to, but this one I think is the most prominent precursor of today's VBS. And she started it in a beer parlor. <laughs> now, isn't that cool? I mean, she started in a saloon, but it was empty during the day. Um, and so what's interesting is that I think she did it there for a couple years and then her pastor wanted her to uh, do it at the church, and I think when they moved it to the 
church the attendance went down so either they went to the church the attendance went down or she ended and then she, I think she ended up hiding another place but uh, what does that tell you go where the people are sometimes so so if anybody you know sometimes I, you know we may feel like VBS drives us to drink but uh, <laughs> they, it's it's real interesting we've actually found some of her uh, receipts not from that first year but some of her stuff from like the second we found a receipt to the beer parlor for renting it out um, but also found some of her records but here's what she here's what she says she says that we felt that the Bible's not taught in homes as it used to be have you heard yourself say that um, and it's not taught in the public schools of course you know that so we opened a school in which we made the Bible our only textbook so that was uh, I don't know when she made that statement but she started it in 1898 um, she didn't keep records in 1898 but by 1899 the second year she had over a hundred and by 1934 when you looked at the numbers that we have from and by 1934 approximately 700 Bible schools existed reaching as many as a hundred and hundred thousand children so from, 19, from 1898 to 1934, so was that 36? No. Yeah, 36 years. It grew from this little group, maybe a few little other groups around the country, to 700 Bible schools and as many as 100,000 children. And those numbers have continued to grow. They've grown through two world wars. Think about that. Two world wars, the Great Depression, the turbulent 60s, to today. Now, there have been some years... You know where it dipped. It 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 survived a. Um, it survived. I think the polio epidemic. It survived all these things and can, has continued to grow. Now today, VBS is is not growing. Is it? In fact, there's some there's uh, not as many people going to VBS now as there used to be. There's still a whole lot, and as we found out earlier, a whole lot would go more would go if we would would ask. Um, So, when we think about our Thomas solution, you know, our goal for BBS is not much different from those who went before us. Um, according to our latest research, today's BBS leaders hold two goals of BBS. It's a two-fold goal, but it really, I think it, they're both related, and that is evangelism and discipleship. And to me, that was something new to hear from the research because, I mean, I've always talked about VBS being the greatest outreach event of the church and the best evangelism uh, tool of the church uh, as far as an intensive one week. Because um, I believe that Sunday school is the greatest evangelism tool. But you talk about actually more people come to know Christ through VBS than any other single event that the church does. But what I did not really realize is how churches consider discipleship, too. Mm -hmm. Which really, when you think about it, when Jesus said go and make disciples, he didn't say just go and save them. I mean, we don't save them, but you know what I mean. But, I mean, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them. So, uh, research has borne this out. That, um, in fact, one person said, seeing a child respond to Christ and wanting to follow believer's baptism is my ultimate goal for every kid in VBS. So evangelism discipleship, they don't conflict. That is that is their uh, goal, twofold goal. And then 
This person says, after that, I would hope to see kids grow in their faith and love for Jesus and his word. I couldn't say it any better than what this individual said and then went on to say, and develop a heart that wants to share him and with others and wants to serve Christ, his church, in our community. So I, I have, this is another fill in the blank there, but here's the whole, here, here's the summary, the big idea that we got from our research, and that is that VBS is the one week that mobilizes the entire church to reach the community with the gospel while simultaneously providing a unique discipleship experience for the individual child and volunteer. You see, I, and I truly believe that God desires to continue to use VBS as a tool of the church to reach babies through adults with the gospel and I'm convinced that the solution to loneliness found is found in Jesus who is taught in VBS and the community Jesus provides through the church. So yes, I do believe that VBS is worth it. You're saying, okay, we already knew that. But I think it's, it's important to look at this sentence and for us to be able to articulate this with leaders at our churches and with parents and with volunteers that, again, this is one week that we're asking you. One week they can mobilize the entire church to reach our community with the gospel. And um, we'll, we're going to talk in a few minutes about six myths and how you can bust those myths at your church. But while simultaneously, we're also providing a discipleship experience for the individual child and volunteer. So even if they say, well, there's nobody unsaved that comes to our VBS, well, we can disciple the ones that come. <laughs> so, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on that. I'm going to give you some ammunition to push back on that. Now, uh, our, our numbers, now these, these are numbers that, that are reported to LifeWay that we've, there's formulas to figure all this out. Uh, and these are actually 2017 numbers because you always have to go back. But that 21,000 churches reported having a VBS, that's reported to, to us. Okay, so this is not all, you know, actually it was 21,376. Um, so there were probably more, but almost two and a half million people were enrolled in BBS. Now you start thinking about that, two and a half million. And 65,301 salvation decisions from BBS. Here's another cool thing is we're seeing, you know, some churches have been taking BBS to other countries or to other places for years, but we're seeing, uh, we're seeing Christians in India taking VBS and teaching it in different languages. I think we had it in like three, two or three different languages last year. They were providing VBS materials or taking it and, and uh, translating translating it and using it and reaching thousands of kids in India. I think that's really awesome. A Hindu nation. And, uh, you know, and I think we're going to continue to see more and more of that VBS again being more that it's international. And actually I think that was the heart of some of our early pioneers like Virginia for it to be international. Is that just for the United States? These numbers, yes, uh huh, and just the churches we know of. So there's, there's just what's reported, right, uh huh. So it doesn't, it mainly, it's mainly Southern Baptist churches. So there's a lot of churches do VBS that we don't have. Okay, and I did for our book, I did try to get numbers from other churches, uh, but they count different than we do, you know, or they don't report to. A, to uh, their convention or their denomination, so I didn't, I couldn't get the numbers. Uh, also, so again, Southern Baptist numbers, over 800 vocational ministry decisions, over 161,000 prospects discovered. 
and and this is to me this is one smart and seven million given to missions um, this past year do y'all remember what one of the mission projects optional projects was uh huh. For water wells in Mozambique. Yeah, yeah. And as of last week, um, ninety something thousand have been given to that, and that was just kind of indirect, just a suggestion if churches wanted to do it, and we tied it into the video. And I and I saw that number this week, and I thought that is really, really cool. Now I mentioned that Barna has done some research, and I mentioned that VBS as a whole is not growing. I mean, it's not dying. It's definitely not dying, but it's not growing. But then from 97, according to Barna, from 97 to 2002, you see that 80, 81% of U.S. churches offered VBS in um, 97, and by 2012, only 68%. A lot of churches deciding it wasn't worth it. And so, uh, again, still a lot of churches, and you see all the numbers that, that are just... The southern were ported to southern to southern Baptist. So, you know, but why are churches walking away then? You know, what what's the reason? Why are they walking away? From the 2012, would you think the numbers have been lower than 68 now? Mm-hmm. Probably because of the trend. Again, there's still a lot going, but yes, I do believe that. And 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 sometimes some you know maybe that they do something that does VBS, but they don't call it VBS, so they don't report. I mean, I think there's a, a few of those. Um, there was a children's, one of the children's ministry magazines, I don't remember who put it out, um, asked kind of the question, what do you do? You know, and so there were, and, and there was just, you know, little blurbs from all these different churches, and a lot of them said VBS, but then there were a lot that said, you know, or, or I think it said, what do you use for VBS? And there were a lot that says, well, we don't do VBS, we do a one day whatever, one day whatever, and I'm thinking that one day probably doesn't, do it. It can help people in your community know who you are. It can help you find prospects. But it doesn't give you that sharing the gospel in everything you do for an intensive, intentional way. So we're going to talk about why some churches are walking away from something that so effectively evangelizes and disciples. For the reason that we wrote the book was to encourage churches to see the value of VBS, not as a program to say, but as a tool for the church. And so, um, here are some reasons why uh, people said in our in our research that they walk away. Sixty-one percent says too difficult to recruit volunteers. It is, it is. Um, <coughs> but you know, I don't know how. You, but growing up, you know, I was always taught if it, you know. If it's worth doing, it's you know it, it's it's going to be hard, but you know we does just because it's difficult doesn't mean that we don't try. And I'll talk about I'll talk about this in a when I talk about miss in a moment. Forty-two percent say other churches in our area meet this need. Okay, so well I'll talk. I'm about to jump the gun there on that one, but um, <coughs> as I mentioned a while ago, the more a child goes to VBS. The more they're going to hear the gospel, the more opportunities to be dis discipled. Thirty-one percent says our church doesn't have enough kids. <coughs> so those are just some. Those are just some of the reasons that that we found in our, our research. So let's take some of those. Actually, I'm going to take them and think about six myths, and I have some blanks on the back if you want to to do these. But I think because we've all 
you probably all heard these. So let's let's talk about. I want to bust six myths. Okay, y'all want to bust them? I should have had balloons. Wouldn't that be fun this afternoon? Yes. <laughs> Did y'all go to that class last out there busting balloons? No, next door to it. Though. Next door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you think? So? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's myth number one: people are just using us for free childcare. But according to our research, only 12% said that they use VBS as childcare. 12. So let's do a little math. So let's say, let's say uh, there were 60 families with children who came to VBS, and just 60. If, if that's the case, if this percentage holds true, only seven of those would have come for free childcare. And here's the good news, and this is this is why this is what I think is so important. Whether their motivation, which is not that many, was for free childcare or not, the good news is those children came. They heard about Jesus. They heard the gospel. They came. And so, you know, you think about, you know, our VBSs need to be intentionally designed to provide opportunities for evangelism all week long in everything they do. Every activity, every rotation, every song, everything crafted to fit that main biblical point, to fit that of the day, to make it possible that every person that child encounters, whether whether that's uh, somebody uh, helping with rec or somebody helping with snacks or their Bible study teacher or the teenager who's an assistant, that every person they encounter that day, it's important that, they, that those adults and teenagers live out the gospel in front of the kids. But here's the thing, without gospel intentionality, then it could just become free childcare. But with gospel intentionality, whether or not the motivation is for free child care or not, it's not because they're hearing the gospel. All right, myth, that's myth number one. Myth number two, we don't have enough workers, no one volunteers. Um, or they all want to work in the kitchen. Or they all want to, yeah, oh yeah. Um, but here's, so, so this is true. We know that, like, I mean, like I said, 61% churches say they don't have they don't have VBS because it's too difficult to recruit volunteers and teachers. But here's here's the thing: is that <coughs> I want you to think about this. We talked earlier about this importance of a, of relationships to a, to a child's future spiritual growth. I don't know if, you know if you remember that or not. We talked about that for some other research. And so the the decision not to do VBS could actually deprive a child of having that engaging with that one adult mm -hmm. who God really wanted to use to introduce him or her to Jesus. Now, you can't take that too far because God is sovereign and he can work through our mistakes and not having VBS to introduce that child to Christ. But also I do believe that, that sometimes God has appointed us to talk to certain people to engage with certain children. Mm -hmm. And when we don't allow ourselves that opportunity, God has to use somebody else. Um, if there is somebody else. And so that's to me sobering. So here's the thing is, and I've, I've, I've seen this work, is figure out who you've got and design your VBS around that. Mm -hmm. So it may mean that you can't do a rotation, or it may mean that you have to do more rotations. It may mean that you have to do your rotations differently. It may mean that you have to combine uh, age groups, but design your VBS around the key leaders you do have, that you know you have. And uh, hopefully it's more than just you.
<laughs> and then start incorporating the less experienced leaders. Like the lady at my church who hadn't been in VBS since she was a child, except for helping out in the fellowship committee in its kickoff, and, and put, pair them with more experienced teachers. Um, I had the opportunity to, to mentor two young two ladies like that. Um, the one 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 year and then and then another young lady the, the next year. And then they actually taught together and I went to a different age group then. They taught together the third that, that third year. So just, you know, pair people together, but also, you know, uh, consider your teenagers as leaders in training as well. And you know, enlist them. Now here's, and I, I'm going to get on my soapbox. This has nothing to do with the research, but uh, we—if you provide training for your adults, provide training for your teenagers too. Mm-hmm. And call your teenagers assistant teachers or teachers, whatever you want to call them. But don't 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 minimize their importance. And then when I te- when I have teenagers who work with me, I I make them work. I mean, I make them teach. You know, I make them interact with the children. I don't let them sit on the sit on the table or sit in the back on the counter and talk. I make them sit down. I make them help find places in the Bible for the children. I make them interact with the children um, because they're not there for, for fellowship time. And the thing is, they want to do it. They just need somebody to tell them how to do it or model it or teach them how to do it. Because they, you know, I showed you the picture of me when I was a teenager. I, I love being with children and teaching children. Um, and so it's in most of the teen... And, at my church, they volunteer, and they wouldn't be there if they didn't want to spend time with the children. So engage them and use them. All right, that was that was side. That has nothing to do with the research. But also another thing is to do is enlist people one on one. One BBS director at a small church, you know, says that that you know she's found that if she enlists them one on one, gives them a little bit of time to to uh, think about it, uh, then and then comes back to them. Don't leave it open ended. That most of the time they'll say yes. And also, VBS is pretty easy to ask volunteers because there's so many things you could ask them for, unless they all do want to work in the kitchen. But you say, no, but mm-hmm. would you like to stay in the hot sun? You can <laughs> now for be wreck, you know, or in the gym, it's too hot. So there are multiple ways to serve. And so that's another reason that VBS is a way to, multi- to, to, to get the whole church involved because there's so many different talents and things that are involved in VBS. And maybe it's not teaching the children, but maybe it's the decorating. I, I love great decorations. I don't want to do them. Because <laughs> that's not where I feel gifted and where I feel the most comfortable. I mean, I can. I can do a few decorations. But I, and I did. I made a little Jeep out of cardboard. Not nearly like that Jeep out there in the corner, but I did make a little Jeep. Um, but uh, I, I really like to be paired with a teacher that loves to do decorating. Yes, <laughs> I do that. Uh, but again, there's so many ways to serve. So myth. Um, myth number three every church in town's doing that VBS no longer comes to ours okay now here's what's interesting we say that pastors say that we say that you know no one's going to come to ours we say we want to be different that's it's okay to be different because you want to plan ministries that are unique to your church and your the context of your church and your community that's why you may want to call it something besides VBS, but you want it to fit your church and your in your community. But you know, here's the research showed us that this: the majority of parents, in fact, seventy nine percent 
people said uh, disagreed with the statement that parents in our church complain when our VBS is the same as other churches in the area. Well, that sink in. So who's doing the complaining? Because it's not the parents. We're saying 79% of the parents say they that's okay. And um, let's see. 70, uh, 78% said that the kids don't complain. Isn't that interesting? Let that sink in a minute. So the next time somebody says, well, everybody else in town is doing it. The parents and kids don't care. They say, well, they, all, they know the songs already. Great, you don't have to teach them the songs. Um, they can help others. They can help others. And here's, here's the thing. is that's that that stress on the kids, too. That's because right. Because they, they love singing something they already know. But. And just ask the parents that have to listen to it in the car. The summer long. Uh, so here's here's another thing too is that except for your banner out front yours going to be unique anyway because of who's leading it and another thing is I can't guarantee that that church that uses the same thing is as intentional with the gospel as my church is going to be also there may be a child that comes to my church that's not going to go to that church uh, somebody I can't remember what state they were in but it was in, a, in the northeast I believe and they said that there were two churches. One was a Baptist church, one was a Catholic church, across the street from each other doing the same thing. And that was okay. They, did, they didn't do it the same week, but that was okay. And I'm thinking, yeah, because the gospel's presented different. And you, know, and you can only control what your church does, so you know that you're going to have the gospel at your church. And besides that, there's no new Bible stories anyway. Did like you know that? Kids, I feel like it gives kids the opportunity to build relationships with other people outside of the church. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And who knows? They could be discipling their friends at the church. Well, I like to look at it as some of us are planting the seed, some of us is watering the seed, some of us is harvesting the seed. That's right. Here's another thing to think about the opportunities for evangelism, discipleship, and relationship building in one week of VBS could take a half a year for Sunday school. And those don't come right here. Mm -hmm. And that's and, and, and that's one of the reasons. So you think about it, the intensity, the intentionality and the comprehensiveness of VBS that it would take half a year in Sunday school for most because of the attendance that you can get in one week of VBS. So VBS packs a lot of the gospel in one week by being comprehensive, intensive, and being intentional about gospel. Um, so, if you're duplicating a thing, it's okay. Myth number four: VBS is too expensive. We have to buy too much stuff. Well, here's so you know I, I you know I'd love for you to buy everything we produce for VBS. Uh, you'd be if I told you the number of how many different things we produce. But here's what I'm going to tell you: think of it like you're going grocery shopping. Okay, when you go to the grocery store, do you buy everything on the shelves? Um, and, and if you do, you don't have to. But um, I do like going to grocery store sometimes and buy stuff that's not on my list. <laughs> but start with the basics. Start with the the bread and the milk and eggs, whatever your basics is. So here's what the basic is: quality curriculum, good curriculum that teaches the Bible, teaches the gospel, helps you disciple. So, you know, leader guides, student pieces, something they can take home, um, content that's crafted carefully to share the gospel and to disciple, help kids grow in their faith. 
and then branch from there and what you're going to do with snacks or what you're going to do with crafts or what you're going to do with decorations that's where you can find more savings and um, so again you can be successful with the basics so rather than saying well it's too expensive we have to buy too much stuff well let's 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 do the let's do uh, you know get out your pencil and paper well you can your calculator uh, your calculator your smartphone whatever day and and just list okay oh well we can do VBS with just buying this curriculum and people could donate stuff now I shouldn't say that because I really want you to buy everything but um, <laughs> seriously what I really want you to do is get good quality curriculum yes. that will that will equip your teachers to teach and share the gospel disciple kids. I spread mine out over different months so it's never on one monthly statement all at one time. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> so nobody, not many people see how much I've actually So the finance committee doesn't yeah. fuss at your husband, the pastor. <laughs> we always buy through them at the end of the year and then we don't need ah, There you go. Alright. Now here's myth number five and then we have one more myth. Myth number five is the only kids who come are our kids. Okay. Let's think about that. What if the only kids who come are your kids? Are they not worth it? The fact, though, is that, you know, looking at all churches together, so it may not be specifically your church, but about half of the participants in our VBSs are either unchurched or attend another church. About half, on average, either are unchurched or attend another church. And about half of that half don't go to anybody's church. 22% don't go to anybody's church. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm in the Bible. I'm in ten, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, where or just right outside Nashville, Tennessee, where there's a church on every corner. Uh, I'm in a little town where there's churches everywhere, and everybody goes to everybody's VBS. And I had a, one child invite me to her church's VBS um, that I taught. <laughs> I thought that's really sweet of her. I didn't go, but uh, it was right down the street at uh, the Methodist Church, and I could have gone. But I thought, you know, that's really cool, isn't it? That she was inviting me to her. She brought me a little postcard to invite me. Aww. That was really sweet. Um, and I, and I, I wish I could have gone, at least, you know. But then I thought, okay, middle-aged man stepping on their campus. Um, <laughs> they might think, what is going on? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody on their walkie-talkies. <clears throat> There's a stranger walking around. Um, he doesn't have a kid. He doesn't have a kid with him. Next year, though, I could take. I guess I could take one, my three-year-old grandson with me, and then that, you know, they'd look a little better, I guess. But, but uh, also, what better way to teach our kids and kids in the community the gospel, knowing that the gospel you teach is true? Again, you know what you are teaching, and and so and that the gospel center everything we do. But you know what? It's it's really not true that on the average that they all are our kids and even if they are that's okay and then the final myth kind of similar but all our kids are already Christians and VBS is not about discipleship well we found out that's not true and but kids and, and number one it's probably not a true statement either but kids who are already Christians can affirm their faith and the more times they hear the gospel the stronger they are sharing the gospel each time these children as believers review the plan of salvation their foundation of faith is strengthened they're better equipped to share that message with others and here's the deal is that Bible study is a key component of discipleship and what are you doing all week in VBS but 
it's vacation Bible school. You're studying the Bible, and people of all ages are being tutored using their Bibles, how to use the Bibles, challenged to make Bible reading part of their daily lives, all part of discipleship. So those are myths. And also with that on discipleship is that teaching, sharing the gospel, helping kids know more about Jesus, that is true <coughs> discipleship. In fact, 78% of churches use VBS as their largest outreach. So that shouldn't be surprising. But 64% use it to create excitement about their children's ministry. And 64% equal number use it to disciple kids in the church. 64%. So, so, so VBS is about evangelism and <coughs> discipleship. And VBS provides opportunities for kids to learn more than just the facts about the Bible, but to learn Bible truth and how to apply it to their lives. Again, discipleship. Giving opportunities to open the Bibles, <coughs> memorize scripture, studying God's word after the fact of EBS as well. And the fact that we can mentor new leaders is discipleship. And we can mentor teenage leaders. That's discipleship. So here's the thing. And this was I kind of stated in, in your program. Is that, you know, Research shows that if you personally invite people, a lot, mo the majority of them will come. And if you're still thinking, or and I know you're not, or you wouldn't be here on a Saturday afternoon, but for you to challenge folks who say, I'm just not sure it's worth it. You know, here's the thing. Is it just a program with a long legacy that, you know, just needs to be put out to, to pasture? And I think sometimes we hear a voice whisper in our ear, is VBS worth it? While you're cutting 50 pieces of construction paper, <laughs> you hear, is it worth it? After you burn yourself with the glue gun for the 50th time, you hear, is it worth it? When the three-year-old with authority issues kicks you, punches you, you hear, is it worth it? When the seven-year-old who you, you prayed all week she would do have a good week and she did all week long she had a good week but her meltdown happened right before the last worship rally. You hear, is it worth it? As you reassure that doubting preteen that she's made in God's image, you hear, is it worth it? When the alarm goes off at 5 o'clock in the morning, the, the third day of VBS on Wednesday, and you know what's waiting for you at the office that afternoon after you wrangle kids all morning, the enemy whispers, is it worth it? For you see, those whispers come from the enemy. That's right. They come from the enemy because VBS is worth it. When I directed my first VBS, I was a I was fresh out of seminary. I was at a small church in the Hill Country of Texas, and uh, my dad told me, "You know, your first VBS." So this was the same dad that was on the sidewalk in Corpus Christi when I was a preschooler. He said, "Your first VBS as a church staff member may be your best because you lead it by the book," and it really probably was my my best because I did it by the book. But it was also it had its its, it's worth it moments. For during that summer, I was going. I was in the middle of 49 radiation treatments for Hodgkin's disease cancer. Mm -hmm. My wife was pregnant with our first child, during the, and great with child in the middle of the summer. And VBS couldn't come at a, at a worse time. But you know what? God showed me that VBS is worth it. 30 years ago, He showed me it's worth it, and every VBS since then has been worth it. So my my challenge to you is that VBS isn't a program to save, it's a ministry tool with a future. And if we stop doing things like VBS, 
then where will our churches be? You know, VBS has a 120-year history. Where would it be if 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, if we stop doing VBS? What's going to take the place of VBS to reach families with the gospel and to disciple kids? So my prayer is that when we hear, is it worth it? That we'll clearly hear, yes, it is worth it because eternity is worth it. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for for all of us t- today, for these who have come to spend some time to, to just get re-energized about VBS and be able to take the message back to their churches that VBS is worth it. It's worth it because of the gospel. It's worth it because you want boys and girls, mamas and daddies, grandparents to come to know you. You want teenagers to come to know you. And you want us as a church to, to, to be uh, the gospel sharers and disciples. And I pray that we will do that as we go back to our churches. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all.